Hello, welcome to our Remarkable Women podcast. This is a branch of ministry from our women's ministry at Grace Community Church in Goshen, Indiana. I'm your host and women's ministry director, Natalie Replogle. The heart behind this podcast is to connect us together while we talk about the everyday experiences that women deal with. This is a place for women to share about their own journey and what God is doing in their life. It's a place where we can learn from their experiences, glean from their wisdom, be encouraged that we are not alone, and to find hope in the everyday. The month of November is National Adoption Awareness Month, and our women's ministry is excited to continue bringing to light and discussing the different aspects of adoption. I personally have not adopted, but the Lord has placed the love of adoption on my heart starting in my late teens, and I have been blessed to have family and friends that have adopted, which has allowed me to love on these precious children. God's word has called us to take care of one another and to support and love and defend those who need a voice. So today I have the great opportunity to interview some precious people in our Grace Community Church family that are willing to be raw and real with us as they share about their experience and journey of adoption. So it brings me great pleasure to introduce to you Penny Schrock and her son, Spencer. Welcome guys. Hi. Oh, we're so glad that you're here today. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. So why don't we start with you both just telling us a little bit about yourself. So Penny, let's start with you. Okay, Um, I'm a wife and mom. My husband Sherman and I have been married 38 years, and we have eight children, uh, four birth children, four adopted. They, uh, their ages range between 37 and 20. We have eight grandchildren. Um, I've done various part-time jobs over the years, but mostly a full-time mom. Oh, that's great. How about you, Spencer? Um, I'm currently a sophomore right now at IUPUI, studying business and communications. Um, I really enjoy hanging out with my friends, and I also really like sports and enjoy watching sports a lot yeah what's like a sport that you like to watch football and basketball uh do you got a team yes i'm a big colts fan and then i don't necessarily have a team for basketball but i'm a big like lebron fan okay and i also am a big michigan fan as well oh i don't know i'm a notre dame fan can we sit at the same table i think we can i think just for now as long as it's not ohio state that's right hey that we can agree on man (laughs) well thanks for joining us today guys Penny, as you shared that you have biological and adoptive children, share with us your journey to deciding to adopt and your process of adopting. Okay. um, I don't remember, you know, in my journey as a Christian, even as a teen, being ever having a burden for adoption or Mm -hmm. anything. But in it would have been in 1990, there was a a special on 2020 that Mm. Tom Gerald did on Romanian orphans. And I don't remember anything that I'd ever watched on television or read or seen that impacted me. I mean, I couldn't sleep. Um, mm. it, it, it was haunting to me. And, and, and I just, I, I felt such a burden and it didn't seem like it, maybe it didn't affect other people like it did me, but I, that day I knew something I was drawn. Yeah. And we, you know, we were done. Our family was complete. Mm-hmm. We had a, a nice, you know, house that we all fit into mm-hmm. and, 
And so later that year, we were also leading a group of um, singles in a singles group, and we took them to a rally for life in Washington, D.C. Um, mm -hmm. And there was like 700,000 people there. But I remember there being convicted that if if I was pro-life, and of mm -hmm. course I am, um, that I had to do more. Yeah. That I it wasn't just saying, hey, I'm pro-life, mm -hmm. that there was adoptable children in this country and that really being pro-life meant we, I had to mm -hmm. do something about that. Yeah. So that's where it started. Wow, that's mm -hmm. great how God did that stirring in your heart. And obviously you listened mm -hmm. and <laughs> yes. you followed after that in obedience. So I'm sure that as you pursued adoption, you had thoughts on what it would be like. So now that you are living it, how has adoption changed your mindset with its rewards and its struggles? Um, well, in the, it was probably three to four years, you know, we moved to the country and we built a home that was bigger that we could actually adopt. And then we pursued mm -hmm. a home study. And I don't, I don't even remember really what, what I, what my thoughts were, what it would be like. It just sounded like a, a great mm -hmm. thing to do. Yeah. Um, and we we also can at that time we connected with families that had adopted so that really helped in mm -hmm. knowing what to to expect yeah and um and it really it really was a pretty um you know the the home study process was pretty easy we were told because we had four birth children mm -hmm. that um we probably weren't going to get caucasian children because they weren't going to pick us okay the you know yeah. usually statistically mm -hmm. so they ask if we were willing to take african-american children and we said sure you yeah. know um so i don't i mean it, that was all great and i think initially um it was maybe kind of like we expected mm -hmm. but it was the later years where the okay. rubber really met the yeah. road right. where where the real issues with adoption uh -huh. and what that meant came up. Yeah. So. Well, great. Well, I'm glad to hear that um, you, it was able to happen and it sounds like you have a beautiful family. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So thank you for sharing that with us. So Spencer, I would love to hear your perspective on adoption. How do you see God's hand in your life through adoption? Um, honestly, it's kind of hard to question to answer. It's, sorry, um, I'm just starting you off with a doozy, aren't yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen it throughout my whole life, kind of just the blessings that I've been able to have and receive and the family that's been put like around me it's been nice to know uh, i was like that he put me into such a loving family who mm -hmm. really cares about me and cares for my well-being so that's been a great thing to experience i'd say yeah that's mm -hmm. great i know that um just even the little bit that i've spoken with penny that her deep love for you mm -hmm. so that's so great so what do you want your another question i guess we could ask is is there something that you would want your adopted family to understand about how it feels to be adopted um i don't know to be honest because i mean i say sometimes i struggle i guess saying opening up a little bit just because 
it's just a little bit different, but it just takes time, I guess, and patience to really, after just a little bit, just to get comfortable and know that like, you know, this is, this is my, these are my parents and like, I can, I can open up and tell mm-hmm. them if I have any problems, like in my life, like, mm-hmm. you know, the first, cause I know they'll be there for me. It's just, yeah, I'd probably say that's the biggest thing is just like, sometimes it's really hard to almost, not really hard, but it's hard to open up about certain things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure like, you know, it's a process mm-hmm. and you're processing probably lots of different emotions mm-hmm. and thoughts. And I'm sure, um, just, you know, getting to know you a little bit, I'm sure you don't want to hurt them Mm -hmm. or, you know, you don't know exactly maybe what you're feeling Mm -hmm. and and how that feels. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of probably takes some time to process through all that. Mm -hmm. And, but it's neat that you do know, you know, even what you said, you do know that you can trust them. Mm -hmm. You do know that, you know, you can talk to them Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that they are ready and willing whenever, you know, the time comes. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much yeah, for sharing for, sure. for sharing that with us. So Penny, can you share your perspective on navigating a mixed race family? Sure. Um, I, I, you know, we were pretty probably pretty naive going into it, um, you know, be, because most of the um, caseworkers had told us that we would be offered African-American children because we already had four white kids. That was fine with us. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very, um, it was important to, to them that we would be willing to teach their culture and and um, make sure their hair was done right. And, you know, those things, yes, we worked on those, but um, I would say for the most part, because we were from a smaller community, Mm -hmm. um, the race issue wasn't a big deal. The kids fit in and they, you know, people liked them, they accepted them. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, that wasn't an issue with our birth children. They embraced their, they were just their siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, um, My parents especially were very supportive and jumped right in with the kids. It wasn't that we didn't have to have discussions though. There, there was Mm -hmm. a lot of you know, people, um, friends would give their opinion on, they didn't think it was a good idea or it could be rough. But I will honestly say that the race part of it in their growing up years wasn't as significant as maybe mm-hmm. it is now. Okay. Like I, I would say some of what's happened in the last couple of years mm-hmm. has been more difficult. Yeah. Um, but growing up, um, you know, I did notice that people looked and they did see that we looked different as a family, but honestly, after a year or two, I didn't even notice anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So Spencer, like, can you add maybe your perspective with that and, and being in a mixed race family? Yeah. Um, so definitely when I was younger, it still happens today, but going out with like family, mm-hmm. like getting looked at kind of differently because like, you know, obviously something doesn't add up or curly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but so I always maybe kind of sensitive going out in public and like seeing just people kind of stare and like see us with like a white family mm-hmm. and kind of growing up in a small town as well. I would say um, I've been told like a lot when I was going to high school, like West Noble, like you're like really white or something like that for a black kid. And that mm-hmm. kind of really offends me, honestly, because yeah. it makes me feel like that they don't really 
think I'm like an actual black person, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, because they're kind of looking off stereotypes. Yeah. And I don't know, it really offends me. And like, it started happening a lot, I guess, in middle school. And then I kind of would just let it happen. But then like, once I got older, I kind of understood, like, I really don't like when they say that because mm-hmm. I'm really sensitive already about it. And like, I don't know, it makes me feel like they look at me almost differently because I was raised from white people. And I'm, I guess I'd say I'm a little bit not your average, I guess, type of African-American or black person. I'm mm-hmm. more, I guess, different, but yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for mm-hmm. sharing your perspective. Appreciate it. So Spencer, I know that you were able to connect with your birth family. So until you met, how often did you think of them? And then what has been your relationship with them now? So it's kind of like a two part of a question. So the answer to the first question, um, I'd say not all the time, but definitely every now and then, sometimes it just crossed my mind, mm-hmm. just depending on the day. Um, on my birthday, it would cross my mind a yeah. couple of times, and, but nothing like too like much or anything I would say but definitely sometimes and it would definitely cross my mind just Mm because I say a couple times and say like a month period I definitely say like just a couple times each week or something throughout the Mm -hmm. week if I'm doing something or something reminds me of something like them then yeah definitely and And by thinking of them just like wondering where they are who they mm -hmm. are like that kind Mm -hmm. of yeah kind of thing and did you notice as you got older like did you think of it more as you got older? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, kind of just wondering like where I do come from mm-hmm. and like what kind of traits I have and like, yeah. what, like, like what's the same with me that kind of like, what's the same with like, mm-hmm. kind of just figuring out like who I am and why I am because I am and stuff like that. And why do I like these certain kind of things and stuff? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then since I met them, I definitely say we have a good relationship. I don't say, I mean, I talk to them Kind of often it just depends. I mean, life gets really hectic sometimes Mm -hmm. and I'm very, I mean, busy with, you know, school and and all that stuff. So, I mean, I do try to reach out to them just at least like once a month. My dad, Mm -hmm. and he'll call me too. Mm -hmm. It's a couple times a month. So it's always nice to talk to them for a little bit. So you had mentioned um, earlier that as um, you grew up and were wanting to connect um, with your birth family, you did find out. Um, something about your birth mom that she had actually passed away mm-hmm. um, before you were able to meet her. How was that, you know, hearing that news? and um, Definitely pretty devastating because, like, that was – obviously, I always wanted to meet my, my whole family, mm-hmm. but, like, the mom was definitely the most important yeah. for me to meet because I came out of the womb from her. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't I want – why wouldn't that be, like, my number one person I want to meet? Mm-hmm. But it definitely affected me a little, I mean, kind of a lot, and it definitely still does going into school, but I think meeting them, uh, my birth dad, and, like, figuring out, like, what happened and, like, just talking a little bit Mm -hmm. definitely kind of closed it a little bit, but um, just trying to do good and have a great future so I can, Mm -hmm. like, represent her and my family well. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you were able to connect and, and, have that relationship Mm -hmm. with them. I think that's really special and how your families together can 
have that relationship. So Penny, share your mama's heart, your perspective as you have helped Spencer navigate through the loss of his birth mom and also connecting with his birth family. Um, you know, since Spencer was little of the of our four adopted children, he was the only one that really expressed a really uh, interest in his birth mother always. Mm. I mean, he would ask about her and and so I always knew that we we were going to connect with her and our mm -hmm. adoptions were closed so we couldn't we okay. had we had no picture sharing or anything um maybe the first year we sent pictures but after that there was no no connection so um probably when spencer was about 16 i started looking um through facebook um because i had a name and mm -hmm. i could not find her and Eventually, I came across a death, death certificate and found mm. that she had passed away. And on that certificate, it listed her children's names. So I was able to find the siblings okay. on Facebook. Okay. So I waited until right before Spencer turned 18 and I sat him down and I explained, you know, said what I had found. I didn't know what had happened, but I knew that she passed away. And it, it was hard for mm -hmm. me because I knew how much it meant to him. Yeah. And I remember going for months not knowing how I was going to tell him. Mm. So, but we did, and I said I. He he ended up within a couple of weeks making connection with his birth father, mm -hmm. and it it progressed pretty fast. And we have since they came to visit us, and we've been to visit them, and um, we're family. It's you know it's been mm -hmm. it's been a real blessing um, to get to know all of them, mm -hmm. and you know I did I know that it didn't help with the wound of losing his his birth mother, but he does have a connection to know more about her through his siblings. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I don't know, it's just, it's been, um, it's just been a really, one of the best things mm -hmm. through adoption is getting to know the birth family. That's great. I'm glad you guys were able to do that and have that and that you're open to it mm -hmm. and willing to nurture that relationship. I think that's really great. Mm -hmm. Spencer, what are some things that you appreciate um, about your mom throughout the years when it comes to your adoption or maybe just life in general? What are some things that you appreciate about her? Um, with the adoption, I'd say being really open and honest with everything. It's been nice because it's a really um, different, I guess, I guess I'd say different experience being adopted mm -hmm. and like being the kid, being a part of that and knowing like that could almost like, I guess some people get offended if you go looking for your, mm -hmm. I guess, birth family. And mm -hmm. so it's been nice to see that the support and how um, honest and grateful she's been about it. Mm -hmm. And then just showing me throughout life, you know, she's just loved me unconditionally and mm -hmm. I've done a lot for me. So, I mean, I really appreciated that. And she's done like a lot just to try, not just make me, but make the whole family like happy. And she's done a lot for us. So definitely something I can really appreciate. Yeah. I think it was really neat when I asked Penny if she would be willing to do this podcast, she jumped on it right away. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh yeah, absolutely. And what I thought was even more cool is, um, sorry, I'm telling all your secrets. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but um, after she had been in prayer encounter, she messaged me and she said, I really feel like you talking to Spencer would be awesome. 
Um, and I think that that shows so much of her love for you. And I think that she knows um, that you just have so much to mm -hmm. share in your experience. And I think that also shows me kind of the outside looking in what your guys's relationship is like and that you can be honest and open with each other and share those things. And um, I just, I think mm -hmm. that's really neat and cool that you guys are willing to do that. So I love, I'm feeling a lot of love in this room. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Penny, why don't you share with us that throughout the years, what have you found to be helpful and encouraging for you with adoption? Well, what's been really helpful is to have, you've got to have a circle of friends. Mm -hmm. And I have had the best circle of friends that have loved our kids. Um, I've had, I can't say not, I mean, anytime I needed anything, any support, I mean, we've been, you know, hard times, good times to have that good supportive friends and a supportive church mm -hmm. um, that just gets you and gets your, you know, with a family of eight, we, right at first we know we didn't get invited as many places there's just a lot of us but um i don't know i've just felt felt really loved by um our friends and mm -hmm. and and our and our church mm -hmm. was there any like um adoption groups or anything that helped you um through that to encourage you or not we had a couple families for that we got together with a couple times initially because we, we were all new to adoption mm -hmm. and that really helped and then later on i had a support group um because one of our sons does have fetal alcohol syndrome he was mm -hmm. diagnosed as a as a high schooler so i went to a support group for that that was invaluable i mm -hmm. mean you have to have the support yeah and um and I and, and the other and other adoptive families, that's where you get, you know, I could list a hundred resources, but mm -hmm. it's those adoptive families that right. you connect with that right. if you're interested in adoption, that's where to go. Mm -hmm. They have endless amounts of information yeah. and help. Yeah. It's awesome. And it probably just feels like you're not alone. And a mm -hmm. lot of times, even though the circumstances are different, you can still connect in a way that even though yeah, it's a different situation. You have different kids, but you have that connection yes. and you can talk through mm -hmm. scenarios and um, and on the good days, you know, you can share about the rewards yes. and on the rough days, you know, you can share the struggles and whether the situations are the same or different, you at least have that connection. Of yes, understanding. absolutely. No, that's great. So Spencer, I'm sure it would be very beneficial for adoptive moms to hear from the heart of an adoptee. And so I know everyone is different. I know situations are different, but what are some needs or things that you think would be good for an adoptive parent to hear? Um, I would say patience, definitely. Mm -hmm. And like, not to push anything at all. because And like, because I mean, like, Definitely um, middle school. I think that's when I was really starting to figure out, like, what, like, you know, more about myself and stuff and read through some rough patches as well. And it's hard to, like I said, stated earlier, it's kind of hard sometimes to open up and talk. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's definitely really important to have patience with them and give, don't try to push anything if you're trying to talk to them about something like that and just give it time because it'll all eventually, like, 
get there, but it just takes some time. And mm-hmm. only if you push, it's going to push yeah. them away further. Right. So, And they know, like, I'm sure you knew that they were there mm-hmm. whenever you were ready mm-hmm. to talk. Yeah. Like, they probably at least let you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. we're here for you. We love you. When you're ready, you know, we'll mm-hmm. be here. And so. Yeah, it's just a process. And I kind of, like me, I mean, I like to try to figure things out like that on my own and try mm-hmm. to, before I get any help. So, I mean, it's definitely, yeah, big thing, I'd yeah. say. That's really good mm-hmm. to know. Thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that. So, Penny, as we close our time together, would you mind just taking some time and encouraging other adoptive moms as they're going through their journey of adopting and in the midst of it as well? Um, well, I would, my biggest thing for encouragement would be to get a good godly group of supportive friends mm-hmm. because you're, you know, we all need that no matter mm-hmm. whether we're adoptive moms or not. Um, but if you find, you know, if you find a group that's also experienced it, that's so helpful along the way. And um, I think the biggest thing too is to, at, at, through the journey to, the most important thing is to pray for each of your, mm-hmm. your children, you know, mm-hmm. our birth children, as well as our adoptive children um, along the way that God just asked for wisdom for each mm-hmm. child. Cause they're so different. And it, you know, I, I've, I've always, I mean, I feel like adopted children come with a, a wound from the get go mm-hmm. um, that, can't can't necessarily be overcome, but um, God can give you wisdom on, on how to um, help each child come to their full potential. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and He's still doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, all along the way, yeah. all along the way, we, we're we're still praying, we're still mm-hmm. hoping and and loving them. And uh, you know, it's not just it doesn't end when they get to be eighteen. There, right. you know, and and I love um, the model of Scripture how we're adopted in. Mm-hmm. with joint heirs with Christ and how that's the same with the, the model for adoption mm-hmm. was that you're part of our family, you're joint heirs. You're, we're all, you know, we're all mm-hmm. forever in this together and mm-hmm. the good, the bad and the ugly. And um, just to find a good support group and of, of friends and a great church to be grounded in as mm-hmm. support too. Mm-hmm. I love how you mentioned like, you know, praying for your kids. I, it's so impactful. Mm-hmm. Like that is the number one yeah. thing that we can do, whether we have adoptive children or biological. Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter what. And, you know, one thing that is always reassuring to me is that I'm not parenting alone, that no. God is always there. And, you know, I, as I have my children are growing and I'm realizing, you know, I feel like I can't do it all. I can't mm-hmm. be everything to everyone, but God can. And he's always, he's always going to fill in, the areas where I can't. Yes. And that's his promise to us. And so even, you know, when we see our kids struggling or going through hard things and maybe not even, you know, not ready to share about it, God is in the midst of yes. it. And we can surround them with prayer and mm-hmm. we can, um, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing to know that reassurance that we are not just, we're co-parenting with God. Yes, and, absolutely. You know, he's got them in his hand. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I really enjoyed just spending some time and talking with you and hearing your story and your hearts. And thank you for being so real and honest with us. I'm sure it wasn't easy, um, but I really do appreciate it. And um, I think that I would love to just close maybe with some prayer. 
for families that are in the midst of adoption and maybe um, the kids that are mm -hmm. adopted now. So um, it's okay. I'll just go ahead and sure. I'll close this prayer. God, thank you um, for the example that you have given us in adoption and how, Lord, that we have been adopted into your family, Lord. Uh, that is, if we call you our Lord and Savior, if we ask you into our hearts, God, Lord, we are a part of your family. And so thank you, God, for what you have done with that. And so, Lord, I just want to lift up parents to you right now that are maybe in the beginning stages of adoption, that you would um, just navigate with them, Lord, that you would give them the wisdom and discernment as they step out in obedience to follow this calling that you have given them. And Lord, I pray for the parents that um, are in the midst of adoption and, and have children in their home. And Lord, I pray, God, that you um, would just bless them, Lord. I pray that you would connect their families together, Lord. I pray, um, Lord, in the days that they're just not sure um, the direction they should go or, or how they should handle situations, Lord, that you would just be with them, that you would guide them, Lord. I pray on the days, God, that the rewards are so good, Lord, and that they can rejoice in that and they can um, continue to build. And Lord, I pray for the days, Lord, that are hard, Lord, and, and whether it's the parent or, or the child, God, I pray, Lord, that you would um, just enter in, Lord, to that situation, Lord, that you would give hope, that you would give reassurance, God, that um, in the midst of uncertainty and frustration, God, that you would be the peace, Lord. Um, God, remind them, Lord, um, of what you have done, what you are doing, who you are, um, that you are with them every step of the way, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would help them to find a good group of people that can come alongside them and encourage them and um, to be that support system. And Lord, I just, I pray for the children out there um, that have been adopted. And Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, for their lives, Lord. God, there isn't a moment, Lord, that you have not had your eyes on them, Lord. There isn't a moment that you have not seen them. There isn't a moment, God, that you have not walked with them. And so, Lord, thank you um, for what you have done. I pray that you would be with these children and these adults and um, God, that they would find their identity in you, Lord. I pray that you would help them to process and work through um, their their thoughts and their emotions, God, and that you would just help them to see themselves the way that you see them. And God, I just pray, Lord, um, that we as a community can uplift these families and support them and just be your hands and feet, Jesus. And so God, thanks again for today. I pray for those that are listening today, that it has been an encouragement that God, you have opened um, our eyes and different perspectives that we can take what we've learned and that we can be a blessing to those around us. God, thanks so much in your name. Amen. Amen.
If there is something shared today that you've connected with and would like to talk to someone about it, please reach out to me. I'd love to set up a time to chat with you or connect you with Penny. You can email me at nreplogal at gc.church. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time. Thank you.